Welcome to our next episode of Fandom Family Chats. This is a production of Family Fan Clubs on Facebook. You can find us all over Facebook. You can find us all over social media under Fandom Family Chats. Look us up, get dialed in, get plugged in, and get ready to listen to some crazy people talk crazy stuff. Welcome back to Fan of Family Chats. I'm Maureen. I'm Jeanette. I'm Amanda. And we are finally back. It feels like it's been a long time. It hasn't been that long, but it feels like it's been a long time. We're yeah. back with Chicago tonight. So one Chicago university, we talk at Med, Fire, and PD. And um, there's a lot going on in this Med episode. Like, a lot. We got, right off the jump, yeah. we got a Maggie and Ben up- update. And I like, I kind of like how they did that. Just a little, a little conversation Maggie had with Sharon. I want to call her Shelly for some reason. And she had with her just to let her know, you know, I couldn't tell if he is out of the house. It sounds yeah, like he's out I, of the house. I think so. It's yeah, I don't he's think not he... speaking to her. Just as yeah. I predicted last time that he was way over the top with this whole thing. Like he's. I feel like he's towel. just like looking for a problem. Yes, this Given is what she shouldn't have, have to look far for a problem. It wasn't no, a, right. That there. was not. Well, I mean, I know I went into this deep. This was not a problem enough to like injure me. Oh, I agree with that. I 100% yeah. agree with that. But it, it like, was a problem. Had a discussion, having sure. some kind of feelings about it, yes. And you should have a discussion about it. And you should, but yes. If that this little problem is going to end your marriage, I'm sorry, but maybe you shouldn't be married. Yeah. And I don't think it will because I think when we saw Maggie at the end with um, that couple, I think that that was scriptural indication that they're going to mend it that they're going to come back together well, I think. i'm done with ben i hope so <laughs> i hope they do because i know I'm ben not. makes her happy but he really irritated me during no, this she whole thing how he took it yeah yeah i was like girl go call grant he probably <laughs> wouldn't throw in the towel like that go for it <laughs> no he would just I'm ruin mad. things automatically <laughs> it's already ruined yeah exactly oh i mean everything Ugh. that they do together he would ruin automatically oh well that too <laughs> We got the update on Dr. Charles and Liliana, and I love those two. Love it. Okay. I, we were going to talk about them, them later, but there was a time where I like actually teared up in mm-hmm. this episode because of them, and I'm so in love with them. I can't wait to talk about it later. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Same. And, and that's another one where we just got a little snippet at the beginning and a little mm-hmm. snippet at the end. And that's, I like that they're doing that because obviously it's a medical show. They're focusing on the cases with the doctors, but- I get kind of sad when I don't have more of Dr. Charles. Mm-hmm. I know. Especially now that he's in this relationship. Like I just, I, I want, I want more of it. So yes. Yeah. I love her. <laughs> we got those updates and we needed those uh, from our favorite families. But this week we also had a heartbreaking family storyline that was oh. outside of our favorite characters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This was so sad. This was awful. And you know, I mean, you know, grandma, uh, grandma and grandson are brought in. Um, it's clear from the beginning, just like, you know, um, Dr. What is her name? Um, I just keep calling Dr. Charles's intern. I don't know what her name is. Shoot, I, it's like on the tip of my tongue. Like, I want to say Quavatis, but that's like from the resident. Ooh, but, it is. You know, <laughs> it's, it's something like, I mean, I don't know. Dr. Charles's intern. Or she's not even an intern. She's his fellow. So we can't even oh, call that's her. Right. I did know her name at one point because I was putting in the outlines, but it's been a while I since like I did I do. Anyways, she notices off the jump that he's obviously on the autism spectrum yeah. somewhere, which I think was 
pretty obvious and he's having a hard time like understanding what is going on with grandma and what they're they're doing to her um and you know we find out as it goes on that she's got cancer it's metastasized that's a hard word um to her bones. bones yeah and I mean from that point I mean obviously there's there's nothing you can do about something like that and poor Alexander doesn't even know so because she hasn't found a way to tell him and that's just I don't know I don't know how you do that because would he even fully understand what was going on no because even when she said that you know she has to stay there because they're going to fix her his immediate response and this made me cry when he's like did I do something wrong I know because that's what he thinks if you're separating from me then it, it must be my problem you're not sick you can't be sick your grandma you're you're never gonna die and i don't he can't grasp the concept of death i don't think yeah Mm-mm. yeah and i mean her worrying about i mean they're even trying to come up with solutions of you know someone to from the state step in and and help him and take care of him um but like she said you know he he won't he won't listen to anyone else she's tried that before he doesn't eat or sleep when he's with someone so i mean the poor lady feels like she has no other options well the only thing too is that she said we tried everything but then only talked about group homes yeah so it sounded to me like he doesn't because in the end when dr charles brought in that person from the state he was doing well with this person yeah so i think that what she had tried was groups and Mm -hmm. homes like that rehoming them like that and that wasn't working she said he would that was the other heartbreaking thing. She said he would bang his fists on the floor until they he bled. Yeah. And so you got to imagine this woman is about to die and she's thinking this is her grandson's life. He's going to bleed every day in pain and misery. Yeah. Yeah, it was tough. And I mean, I, I guess I still didn't expect it to go to the next step that it did. That, I mean, she intentionally like overdosed him. Yeah. I, and, uh... I didn't, I wasn't like I didn't I wasn't like completely shocked. Yeah. I felt like I saw it coming. Yeah. I just kept waiting for something to happen. Yeah. But I was well, getting that she, I was getting that feeling through with it. Yeah. I, oh god. Yeah, she immediately as soon as he became unresponsive like called for help. I mean, obviously if she wanted to go through with it, you would have just pre- pretended you were I don't know, you would have not called for someone to come in. So, yeah. I mean, you were able to yeah. save him, thankfully. I had a feeling because when he brought in the soda, she said after lunch. And then when they came in there, I didn't think lunch had been given yet, but the soda was go- drank and on the floor. I noticed that too. Yeah. And that's, uh, can you imagine being her in that place where you've given your entire life for this boy? She said, since he was a baby, it's been the two of them. So mm-hmm. she's had him his entire life. And it's just been literally the two of them, his entire life. Yeah. To feel that burden of a not having any help, not having any resources for help, not even mm-hmm. having I don't, you have to imagine she's not getting any like monetary benefits or anything like that, right? Or at least not very much. And to feel that burden and love him as much as she does, and think that this mm-hmm. was the only way to save him. She was trying to save him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is unbelievably heartbreaking that that's what she thought would save him yeah no it was i mean this this was a tough one um but i mean hopefully now that they've they have found someone like you said like he seemed to be responding well to this person they brought in hopefully he's gonna be okay yeah i think he will be Mm -hmm. i think he will i feel i felt good about the way that we tied up that Mm -hmm. 
I think story. that was the reason why they had Dr. Charles come in and say he appears to be doing well so that we knew this next yeah. step that they were taking this character is going to be fine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we do have to note that one of our um, fellow podcasters we have on FFC, her, she has a sibling who has autism and she wanted to make sure that we said uh, she had some takeaways from this scene and she wanted to be sure that we addressed it here. And she said that this, this whole storyline had her sobbing and she wasn't sure if it was because of her personal experience with her sister, uh, but she can't imagine what that poor woman is going through having no one she knows who can take care of her grandson when she can't anymore. She said her own parents are privileged enough to not have to worry about who's going to take care of her sister when they no longer can, but she knows that there are people in her sister's so- social circle who don't have those same resources who don't have that same leeway and privilege mm-hmm. and it kills her yeah because- i thought about eve as soon as i was watching this i was like oh man because i knew this was going to hit close to home to her yeah. obviously all of us that you know our parents you know because she was a parental figure to him understand that to an extent um but even in the you know children you know children you know as they grow up they're going to understand things they're going to be able to i mean this is a lifelong commitment that she, someone would be have to take on, which is a different situation than say, you know, taking on my kids that are six and 11. I mean, you know, there's, that's a, that's a certain point in time. So I can imagine that fear and like how that would just, I don't know. Yes. As a parent, I mean, not, or I mean, as in this case, where was a grandparent, but I couldn't imagine like knowing I'm going to leave my kids. Like, yeah, I'm going to leave them and who's going to take care of them. Are they going to be taken care of? Mm-hmm. That would be a constant worry from the day that I knew something was wrong to, you know, for the rest of your life, you're yeah. going to be in a constant worry mm-hmm. about what's going to happen to your child. Yeah. Yeah, this, it was tough for sure. You know, when I got my cancer diagnosis, I have a husband who can care for my kids, but that was my, I don't have any kids who are disabled Mm -hmm. or who have autism or anything. They're not in the spectrum at all. And I have a partner. And even with those resources and that help, when I got my diagnosis, that was my immediate thought is who's going to be there for my kids. This woman has nobody. Right. Yeah. And I mean, I think that's, you know, cause I mean, like I said, I mean, even I think about those things. I I don't have any illnesses that are like, you know, I think, but I think about that. Like, what if something was to happen to me? Because even though I know that I have good family and I have people that would take care of my kids, you know, even if God forbid my husband and I, something happened to us, no one is going to do it like you. And that's where your fear comes in, I think. And so. Absolutely. Absolutely. But speaking of good parenting. mm -hmm. Holy moly, this storyline actually like really, this whole episode really did like grab my attention more than the last few. Yes. I would say sometimes like, sometimes you'll get like a really good episode, you know, and this one was a really good episode because I loved this. I had, I had no suspicions he was going to wake up and say my wife's still out there. When he did, I was like, wait, what? Yeah. Look, and I am obsessed i think with this new doctor instantly i love doctor is it pronounced leo yeah yeah do you know what i know him from and this is how i referred to him through almost the entire notes what he was one of the stupid models on new girl who was in cc's boys who couldn't figure out how to wear a hat <laughs> so what? i really yeah I, I started re-watching that the other day i only made like for a few episodes I'll well, he doesn't appear until like season six 
Oh, I probably never got that far then. Okay, cool. I'm not. I'm not there. Yeah, <laughs> so on my rewatch. When I kept, I'm like, it was hard for me in the beginning of this episode. I was like, I, I can't, dude. I can't yeah. take this guy seriously because I watched him get locked in a closet and not figure out how to get out. And I can't. Like, you're a doctor now. <laughs> <laughs> but in this episode, he did. He he what matched did he his have time to do all those saves. <laughs> yeah. No, I I'm I love him and I'm glad that too. we have someone who is instantly like kind of we're forming a connection with because i mean i feel like med has lost a ton of people already and it's only been happening yeah. so like we need this um but i'm here for it i like him a lot and i i loved we don't i med hasn't really gone out in the field and like done stuff around as much lately as they used to yeah i mean we had that one episode with crockett on that train or whatever but for the most part we haven't done these things and i've missed it and Same. so I think that's why I like this so much. Definitely. No, I loved it. I I always love when they get out of the hospital. Mm-hmm. On any medical shows, I feel like this way. It's yes. I like when they get out into the action and you just see them like save. It's just I don't want to say boring. That's not the right word. It's just um, less boring. <laughs> I just like to see them leave the walls of the hospital. And I feel like yeah. of even with all of our, I think even I were talking about this with all of our Chicago shows med is the one we don't see them outside of those those walls of that hospital like ever yeah but when we do even if they're still working even if it's still like they're doctoring out somewhere else in the field it's still nice i think to see them out of that ed yeah loved it dr archer is about to make me angry again when he wasn't gonna let but then when he turned to let uh archer go with him asher archer i hate that they should not have named him so oh my gosh why is it so hard it's super hard for me it bothers me to figure out archer and asher Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. like this is a little too real (laughs) yeah no i hate it i mean i I do think that part of the reason that scene was in there so that we could form more of an attachment to dr leo Mm -hmm. because he fought to go out and he was like no listen to Dr. Archer, who's mean and grumpy all the time. He's like, no, I can do this. Let me do this. Yeah. I'm going to go do this. And I think he would have mm-hmm. done it even if Archer said no. I think so. He was going. So too. I think once he told Archer like his save number, that was like, okay, this guy actually knows what he's doing. He doesn't want to send a doctor out there. He has no idea of anything about his character. Any, I mean, to represent the hospital. Right. I, I see hesitation. That's I think hesitation is mandatory in that kind of position. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's a good thing that he went because obviously like on this search, I mean, I'm sure that the dog is very good at its job, but it was going to cross the river. And thankfully he was there to say, it doesn't really make sense for her to cross the river in this condition. And he sort of, he didn't tell him like, Hey guys, you're wrong. He was just like, why don't we stay back here and we'll cover more ground this way. And sure enough that's i mean he found her just by like a little bitty broken branch and i mean he he was good at this i have an issue with that though i'm sorry you're in a forest that is wall-to-wall trees branches (laughs) things all of the floor people walk through there regularly break things from a few feet away you happen to turn your head and see a single snapped branch in a sea of snapped branches like 
this is the one this is her i know yeah, it's her like, though, maureen i mean he's saved 65 people we're 65 people now so that's yeah. a little unrealistic the blood was also unrealistic more realistic than spotting a single broken branch amidst a thousand broken branches knowing it's her that was my yeah. only issue with it <laughs> so like really he's that that good. was i was even i watched this right before we went on our hike today oh good <laughs> I just, was like just hiking. in case you came across another hiker that needed your help Very i kept good. bending the little branches <laughs> oh in case you got lost they would know where you were that's a good plan amanda <laughs> smart very smart you left your little bread in the middle of the city here i'm just snapping <laughs> little twigs amanda watches too many documentaries about people <laughs> dying in murders yeah. yes in a good way <laughs> in a good way oh uh, <laughs> oh but it was funny yeah it was in the back of my mind as we were walking through i was like you know it's really it wasn't really that easy to snap some of those they just kind of bend at some points like hmm so maybe it'd be easier if you're pregnant and it's at waist height because uh yeah that's oh so the baby did it yep kind of i was like is she really gonna deliver this baby in the middle of the woods yes and she she sure did did. also i mean was anybody else a little bit like nervous about like all this bleeding she had going on and then she was pushing a baby i was like shouldn't y'all be like holding pressure to like like i felt like the blood would like spray out as hard as you have to push to have a baby yeah i was was i I the only one nervous about that i was was more nervous i was more nervous about the fact that a the reason they got into the accident was because he was driving her to the hospital because she was in labor so she was in labor before the accident right yeah. When Asher and Leo got to her, she said, "What's happening? Did did you forget that you're in labor already? That that's a that's a problem. That's where my yeah. fear was. I didn't even think about the blood. I was just thinking of her conversation, how she was confused, what was happening, and didn't know what was happening as she's grabbing her stomach. Like there's a there's only one thing this could possibly be when you're that pregnant. B you were in labor before you got into the accident, so you yeah. should not yeah. be confused about what's happening. So that's like that, that was, feels like, like head trauma. Oh no! Mm-hmm. See, that's what I was thinking. I was like, you have all this head trauma. Everything's bleeding, and not just bleeding on the outside. There could be bleeding on the inside because yeah. she she's obviously yeah. has a concussion at yeah. least. Well, they also and then you're putting, putting that much down, like so. strength down, like mm-hmm. pushing that hard. I was like, man, is that gonna like bust something inside mm-hmm. of her? Like, honestly, this is the way my brain was thinking during that whole scene. Mm-hmm. And she pushed her out. I was like, okay, now what's gonna happen? I was still nervous. Yeah. These shows have me no trust. I know they've scarred us. <laughs> but she was good. She was yeah. good. It was a happy ending, and I loved it. It was. I was a little sad that Maggie <laughs> was uh sitting there watching her do the little wishing she had a husband as great as but it was but it was hard to tell at first whether or not he or the or 2.0 would deliver the same happy results but we got some answers this week on that front i don't know how i am liking this jack dayton 2.0 i don't i'm i guess i'm old and i don't like this change you know happening I can't tell if how I feel. I think it's super cool, but I also like watching it. I'm like, is this really possible, or is this like so far science fiction that like 
Like, I want someone to tell me, like, is this actually possible? Because it seems so out there. I think it's cool. No, I think it's definitely possible. It's just wild to think about, in my opinion. It's an AI. I mean, but we have so many different types of AIs now that are not only invented already, but that people are actively using like in their day-to-day lives. And I think we're just going to advance from here. So I think, I think this is possible. Yeah. I know they already have some things like, you know, even on Grey's when they have like the liver, you know, when the, when they're the the favorite episode of Grey's where she lost the liver. Cause you know, that those images like kind of come up and they can like turn them around and look on the other side of the liver and stuff like that. They're already doing that years ago. That's true. That's true. I don't know. It just seems so far-fetched to me, but I think it's cool. So it is really cool. I'm just more nervous about Jack Dayton. I just, I don't know. He rubbed me the wrong way when he would not go in there to see that girl. I know he made up. I think, I think for me where it seemed a little science fiction-y is when he was like sticking his hands inside the AI to like, that was to me like, that was where I was questioning because I, I, I know I said before that it seemed like the hologram or the image was set up by different screens projecting the light from different angles, like different mm-hmm. shots. Or, and that made more sense to me. But I think it's because I'm not technologically inclined in that way, nor yeah. am I medically inclined in that way. So for me, this just, that's, not, that's not how it works. That's not mm-hmm. real. Thing. Yeah. yeah, That's what's in my head. But I agree with him. And I think it could be entirely possible that you could do these. Because I mean, they do simulations like this for training and they do simulations like this in a lot of different fields mm-hmm. i don't know why it couldn't be applied to a medical place yeah. i think it would scare me a little bit as a patient to be like uh you're relying on what now yeah mm-hmm. but i mean i guess in this case though i mean just like i mean i think our case before had it not been for you know 2.0 crockett wouldn't have even attempted this so yeah. i definitely i mean i'm here for the benefits of this i'm here for mm-hmm. He was able, to, I mean, it's, it's like I said, it's totally cool. He was able to work out his scenario of what he was going to do and plan like without having to actually like be yeah. inside the patient at the time. So mm-hmm. I don't know. That's, that's smart. I mean, yeah. it's because I think for me, it would be as a patient, it would be scary to think they're relying on that. But the benefit there is that they can do as many trial runs as they want before they even get to you. So yeah. They can yeah. plan, they can set this AI up to plan for, okay, if we're going to cause this problem to happen. Now, what would you do? Mm-hmm. And that's hugely beneficial. Yeah. The other thing I wanted to point out is that, did anyone notice when Crockett sat down with Roy to talk that you saw Dr. Dupree come in the background and then just turn her head and listen and watch and kind of incline her ear. Oh, yeah. And then when he got out, she's like, I didn't mean to eavesdrop. What? Well, he even said eavesdrop much. I mean, he was like, yeah. yeah. And she went, not intentionally. But Mm -hmm. you saw him in the room and then inclined all of your body's attention to what he was saying in there. What do you mean not intentionally? Unless he was. That was a definite eavesdrop on purpose. So just stopping to listen because it's Crockett and she just wanted to, because I'm already calling it. I doubt it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. But I think I was, that's why I was a little bit nervous of what this OR was going to be in this episode because I thought, okay, she just wants more things in that OR. Mm -hmm. So she's going to grab any case she can to put in there. And then that's why I was a little bit nervous about it this week Mm -hmm. because I kind of thought that was her angle solely. That was her angle. 
Yeah. But then as they were going through it and they saw that the success rate is 48%, Mm-hmm. And they're like, hey, and then you could watch her adjust things. And it doesn't, what I liked about it was that it doesn't change the default setting. So it'll go back to default, but mm-hmm. you can adjust this in the moment, in those surgeries, in those trial runs. And then you even saw when Crockett was in there in the, in, actually in Roy, mm-hmm. that sounded weird, but he was, you know, in his intestines and all that stuff. And he yeah. found a better avenue. She was nervous. And I think that Crockett kind of needed that push to see, okay, things that seem impossible are still possible because he used to be a lot more, I don't want to say he was riskier before, but he wasn't he as was. afraid he was. before. He was. Yeah, he was. And I noticed that this episode, it, it dawned on my head. I was like, on my head. In my head. Yeah, no. Yeah, no. He I mean, used to be able to take way more chances and he's so nuts. cut off now. It's the Pamela thing. I mean, she's just really, yep. like, it's messed with him. And I'm mm-hmm. glad to see him kind of getting back to who he was. Yeah. yeah. And I think that he even said at the end when he's, she was congratulating him and he said, no, it was you in this OR. Mm-hmm. I had already given up. And she said something about being capable of change. And at, at Crockett's final scene, he said something along the lines of, well, maybe I am too. So I think we're going to see a, a swing back into the Crockett that everybody fell in love with. Smart, smart. But I think I, I, and I'm excited for that because I don't, I'm not as in love with Crockett as everybody else is. He's kind of like middle of the road for me. Mm -hmm. And like, even his voice is like, it's, it's a, it's a voice. Oh no, I'm more in love with his voice. Uh, I like the voice. I'm not, I'm I'm very middle of the road with Crockett. Like I like, I think his character's interesting, but in the last few episodes, because of how afraid he's been, he's fought for his patience, which I loved seeing, but he's, been kind of boring and his purpose originally was to provide that provide that excitement and that mm-hmm. courage and that let's go get them kill everything off sort of thing and that i think we're going to see a return of that and i'm grateful for that yeah i think we will start seeing a lot more of that yeah with him i hope so because mm-hmm. i love crockett he's mm-hmm. i wouldn't say he's like my fear but but i've always enjoyed his character he's never really yeah. like made me yeah. too mad or upset or anything no. like that He's annoyed um, me at certain points, but I think I didn't every like him character when he first does that. Came on, but I yeah, got over same. it. Quickly, so. Yeah, wasn't a big fan of when he was flirting with the mom and dating the daughter. That was a little weird. Pamela, it, that's that's when I was not very fond of him <laughs> that during that whole time. Like, really, like I'm, I would have had a much stronger reaction <laughs> to that than the girl did. Like, really, you're making up with my mom right now and you just went on a date with me the other night? Like, what is wrong with you? Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I, I agree that I never, I was never hateful of Crockett. And I'm, but, but I think once he got over, or not, he's still not over it, obviously. But once he had that issue with Pamela, he just, his interest level started to go down. Yeah. He took a backseat yeah. in everything. He wasn't, and that's, I think that's why the train stuff was so important to us as fans, because we got to see Crockett being adventurous and being courageous and not caring about, you know, the results. Cause I mean, this guy, Roy, he said, and he didn't say this, but he basically said, I'm going to kill myself if you don't do this. Yeah. So what are you losing by doing this Crockett? Yeah. But he was still so afraid he was going to kill him. Mm-hmm. So this be good. So, so, I mean, all, over and all, once it was done and over with, I thought he made a great decision mm-hmm. and I love the storyline. It kind of got my pants. So, so it's okay. like, hey. I mean, I mean, 
speaking of getting panties in a twist though like let me tell you about this case okay <gasps> the case with like oh, the girl and her swim coach and just the dumb decisions they were trying to make that had me riled up oh so bad so who does that bad. swim coach think she is i was so right? mad at her oh my god i was like are you not an adult how selfish are you she is a child yes and you're an adult and this child is looking up to you for she's just being selfish Mm -hmm. she 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 doesn't care in 10 years of where this girl's career is she's worried about right now whether she's worried about right now yeah but this girl could die tomorrow and that's that's gonna be on her and I'll just say it. I mean, thank goodness that she had my guy as her doctor because not everybody yeah. would have pushed as hard as Dr. Will Halstead. That's true. Will actually made me proud this episode. And I don't say that every episode, but I, I'm not a Will hater. I don't hate him by any means. He's just not my favorite. He's usually making me same. mad about something. <laughs> but. I, I was, was a little I was, nervous about that conversation though. Like I thought no, I, I felt like Jack Dalton was like gonna be threatening him after that, but there yeah. was a good result. But watching Will say that to him, pretty sure Jeanette had more intense feelings than I did about it. But watching Will I was stressed. <laughs> oh no, Will, you're gonna get in trouble again. <laughs> watching him be that forceful and that intense and that like fired up. It, I really, really, really enjoy watching that scene play out. That is, I mean, but that is what, that is why I love him because he doesn't care about the consequences. Like he is going to do what he feels is best for his patient. Sometimes he's wrong. I mean, you know, he's not always correct in what he's doing, but every time he does it, it is with their best interest at heart and he's completely selfless about it. Mm -hmm. So a lot of good things. He did scare me when he walked up to Jack. It's like, oh man. He scared me too. I thought he was going to get fired oh, again. Oh man. God, Will, don't get fired again. <laughs> don't get fired again. <laughs> How many times has that man been fired? But, you know, and honestly though, Jack Dayton, we've gone up and down on how we feel about him. He ended this episode with on a positive note for me. He, he did. Didn't, he, didn't, he, didn't, he didn't have to. He he should have a good person would have but i wasn't sure that he was a good person i'm still iffy about him i know he he made a good decision no. in this episode i think he's definitely got um you know selfish motives in what he's doing yeah but i do i do think deep down he is what he he thinks he's there trying he's trying to make a difference he's just maybe not he needs to go about it a little different at times i think he's a little pushy on situations but i I don't know i've got a good feeling that he's not the big bad we like i, I hope so he seemed he to be in other episodes i think because but he even I commended so. will for speaking to him that way yeah yeah during probably the middle of this episode i was thinking to myself like okay they didn't give us any kind of suspicion that this was going to be a bad guy when we met him in those tunnels right. i was like and they usually do Mm-hmm. I was like, why are we getting such a, like, why are we starting to make this guy a bad guy? Was he supposed to be a bad guy from all along? And this is like my thoughts as I'm watching the episodes. I'm like, what? Yeah. I thought he was going to be a good guy. And like, he came in, he saved him for like, from the uniforms and he's made like great decisions. 
and I'm I'm glad he went back. I'm glad he it ended on a good note because I was getting very scared watching yeah. and also a little bit confused, but I think what made us all kind of panic was the way it was presented to Sharon that D- Jack Dayton now made the decisions. I think mm-hmm. that's what had us like, uh-oh, because we don't want the decision-making power out of our people's hands. And I think that was the that was the thing that made us question his motives. But if you do go back and look at all of his interactions since we saw him, he cares about his people. He, he does. He really does. And mm-hmm. I think that he didn't fully realize what was required of him to take over a hospital, what, mm-hmm. how he would have to care about more than just his people, but the patients in the hospital. And I don't think he wants anybody to die. I don't think he's that kind of human being, but I think that he wasn't fully thinking of the ramifications of owning a hospital in terms of what his responsibility is to patients and to making his face seen to people outside of the press. Yeah. No, yeah. I agree with that. So I don't know. I think we're on the upswing with, I do too. I, I'm going to, I think I like, Jack Dayton. I do too. And you got to realize if you walked into a big hospital in your city and you wanted to speak to the owner of the hospital, what are the chances they're even (laughs) there? Yeah. (laughs) More or less. I mean, Mm -hmm. let's get real about it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And again, I think it was that moment when he looked at Will when Will was like, started to apologize. And he said, No, I like a straight shooter. Don't apologize for that. I think that's the kind of leadership you need. Someone who is okay to be called out on their crap. And I think Jack Dayton seems to be someone who is fine being called out on his crap. I mean, anyone who's a fan of Will, I'm a fan of them. So (laughs) it's fine. You know, maybe, you know, maybe, maybe it's not so bad to have him in power. And I think that next week, I think we're going to see more of that, even though it didn't show to the preview. Yeah. But I, I do think that we will see a little bit more of Jack Dayton because I mean, I don't think they'd feature him so heavily if he's not going to become a regular part of the show. Right. So I think we might see a little bit more of him, but I do like that in the preview, we get Leo and Asher. I'm mm-hmm. wondering if they're going to become a duo now, not necessarily romantically, because I don't feel that yet, but it, at least in terms of friends to start and medically, yeah. because we saw them together this week and then we see them rock climbing in the preview for next week with, I don't know if that was another friend, but he mm-hmm. falls in distress and they all the thing they ended on was wondering why he fell or why he's distressed like i feel like yeah. he's distressed because he just fell off yeah but it it did say <laughs> the fall is just the beginning yeah mm. beginning well, of I'll, what i don't know if we're going to talk about i will admit that like i had a little bit of tiny fear if when i saw them i'm like why are they rock climbing together like what are we doing because <laughs> We all know that I've been like pushing yes. for Hannah and Will to get back together. And then there's been, oh my this- gosh, I forgot they were together. Do you all remember? No, I don't know I if you can't. all have seen this on other pages or whatever, but there is a big speculation that like, because Hannah and Asher have spent so much time together that they're or Archer, that they're going to do something there. And I've been nervous about it too, even though I hate age gap. Like I hate that trope of an age gap or whatever. It's not my thing. Um, so, but then I'm like, and now we got another one, like stop. Put her in a scene with Will. I am over like all these extra people being like. We've been I waiting. am too. We've been waiting a long time. I want her with Will. I feel like Will has been jerked around from woman to woman for how many years now? <laughs> well, happily like, ever after. Oh my gosh, give this man a wife. Yes, please. <laughs> or so a partner or something. Anything. So hopefully it's just a friendship thing we'll see but it just seemed odd that they just had like a big like storyline this week and then we see them together next week i was like what are we doing 
And I don't really want there to be a romantic relationship between her and Lou because I didn't feel any chemistry. No, me either. I didn't either. But I did forget she was with Will, though. <laughs> I don't know. If she's, she's not with him, is she? No, she's I just... forgot she was with Will. Oh, oh, like in the past. Yeah. And we yeah. even had that big thing of like Will like talking to Ethan about how like when they mm. had the discussion about coming back together and how he's, I mean, like we had that whole thing and then we never talked about it again. They showered together. We never wow. talked about it again. Like, yeah, I forgot about that too. What are we doing? I did not forget about that. <laughs> I, <figured laughs> I would never forget about that. <laughs> I did. <laughs> well, next week, I think we'll have an opportunity to see more things develop and maybe, cause it did say the fall is just the beginning. So maybe Will will find some way to come in there and stand alongside Hannah and they will find something there. Maybe, I don't know. Cause it's, if it's just the beginning, something more is going to happen. Unless they're saying it's the beginning of those, this new couple. I don't know, but that'd be weird. Well, that me. makes me nervous at that title now, but okay. <laughs> I don't know. That's that just, I just don't think that there's chemistry there. I don't think so either. So, so hopefully not, but uh, let's jump into fire. Uh, it was something <laughs> for the pain is the title of this episode and we pick up exactly where we left off i i keep thinking last week but the last episode which was what two weeks ago a month ago yeah it was a month ago really probably pretty close wow holy cow that's why it feels like it's been forever yeah mm-hmm. so we pick off literally right there in the house and i have to say taylor kinney sad is too real i agree i don't like oh. it <laughs> I know you could, he just, you can see and feel the Mm -hmm. fear and pain on his face. It stresses me out. I don't like it at all. I mean, it's because he's a good actor, but I don't, I don't like seeing him like that. None of us, none of us do. I want to see somebody who doesn't like Taylor. I mean, (laughs) there are people who don't, I don't get it, but, and I will say, I wanted to point out that um, we were discussing in the last podcast we did why they called Medic and they went in Stella and and uh, Carter went in there. It's Stella is a trained paramedic. She because mm-hmm. we remembered after we did the yep. recording, we remembered that she went, she filled in um, for Brett before she had a partner. She filled in and did paramedic rounds with her because she's. Yeah. A- I still think it was dumb, but you know I, I get it. <laughs> I mean, I'm the cool, story. Though. I'm, I'm cool with it. <laughs> At least it makes sense now. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I mean, if you had a choice between just a paramedic or a paramedic and firefighter in one, which would you send into a dangerous building? You'd want to send them the one who has firefighting skills plus paramedic skills. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. No, I agree. I agree. I think she was a great choice. I mean, who else could have taken that hit and then (laughs) jump right back? (laughs) Yeah. No, I knew knew this would be Amanda's favorite thing to talk about. (laughs) Let me tell you, my heart broke when he finally turned her around and that noise she made i was like that's pain mm-hmm. like i mean fantastic fantastic acting by mm-hmm. her really because that she it um, it just felt real that noise that came out of her because yeah. that is like the pain noise <laughs> like not like ow ooh, that hurts like that noise is like deep down mm-hmm. ow and she made that and i was like "Ooh, okay so that was my heart just broke and as soon as he came out of those doors like she's gonna be okay with it he put his hands like it's like all blood down his hands Mm -hmm. and just made the whole scene i loved how like when he was coming in i mean he's basically like 
you know there's prima somebody help him oh there's carver i mean he just like flew through it like yeah he was still giving his orders though i mean he he still did his job he was not stopping for anyone until he found no i love when he went up the stairs he was like squad let's go search and rescue and just went and that one person was like we haven't cleared the house (laughs) nope nope he's going in (laughs) he's going in don't even try Odin's thinking you're not gonna stop him so you <laughs> might as well just roll with it he would he didn't even waste a breath <laughs> i don't i don't know i guess i didn't realize that it was gonna cause all these nightmares she's having now and everything because i don't feel like she's been she's been through a lot i feel like a lot worse stuff in the past and that this is i mean she got some chapel in her side like it's to me it's like dangerous obviously she could have been if it had gone in any further to the side anything they could have killed her i get it but i just feel like she's gone through a lot worse stuff well i wonder if it's because i mean like the other stuff she's been through like okay you go into a fire you expect to be in those situations surrounded by flames different things this was like literally a grenade going off and so that may be not something that you ever thought you would be a part of like an actual like bombing basically so i don't know if maybe that just affects you differently or maybe that scared her enough that she honestly like thought she wasn't going to make it or i don't know i mean but they went in there in their like tactical gear mm-hmm. like i feel like they knew it was a dangerous situation that they were walking into yeah, yeah. they knew but i think it could have also been compounded because i was thinking that too because the last time she was in the hospital her injuries were way more severe yeah and she nearly died for real so I think with this one, it could have been compounded by the fact that this whole year leading up to this, this incident, her and Kelly almost got shot by a guy involving the one that they went in there to kill. And then she almost died again by this guy. So it just, it maybe it part be. of it was that she kept almost dying by this particular guy's hands. That's completely mm-hmm. outside of firefighting outside of her job. And so she's feeling not safe anywhere after this incident maybe that's the only thing i could think of because it's her injuries alone were not enough to cause this because she's had way worse but still but stella's not the only one struggling with the aftermath of that call carver i mean tell you what he got to me this week he really did give me like the feels yeah i'm gonna officially put it down that he's my new fire guy which is probably not good for him um but because that tends to not work out in anyone's favor <laughs> but I loved him and I I wasn't quite, I'll be honest and maybe it's just because I always have like romance drama on the brain I was like where are we going with this why is he so strange when he walked up to the room same there that was same. weird for me I didn't like that it felt like he was like why is Kelly in there I missed but my I chance like, but I mean I think you know not to jump ahead but just jump ahead a little bit i think by the time when we talk to him at the end and he kind of is explaining things i think it's just more of he felt this and maybe for a minute he even thought of it as he felt something for stella but i think it was more of this like gratitude and this something he had never experienced of someone saving him and being there for him that's the only thing i can figure out because i can't imagine they're going to mess with stella ride i don't think so no, they better um, not. They messed I don't think Stella much. and Severide are going to let that happen. Right. And I don't, I don't, I think there's nothing on Stella's end. No. no. But, and so maybe it's just like projected feelings that aren't exactly what, but it was definitely an odd scene when he walked up and then turned around because I think Kelly wouldn't have cared if he would came in like to talk no. to her. Like it wouldn't have been an issue at all. No. 
Kelly's but pretty you had that relationship. Yeah. Well, I mean, I feel like you should be. I'm like, <laughs> no one's, no one's gonna leave Kelly Severide. No, if they do. That's dumb. But you know, for sure. <laughs> You didn't just have him during that scene when he walked up to the hospital room. You also had the scene like on top of the roof mm-hmm. where it was, I was like, is he like complete? My first thought was, is he completely in love with her? You know, and this <laughs> isn't the first time I've had these feelings. I think I've said it on here that they're. No, you said something like this before that yeah. you said you thought that they were going to try to. There was a vibe. And I think yeah. it's just simply, I mean, I think she's got, chem- that. I mean, Miranda's got chemistry with literally everyone. That's and I true. think it's just been projected, but I've had weird feelings about this. So like then this episode and I was like, oh no, like this is even worse <laughs> than I thought. Stop it. Um, My note on that was really, does Carver think there could no- be no possible other reason she saved him other than that she's fully in love with him and he has to reciprocate seriously. <laughs> But then I, as I the episode went on, I realized that, because, you know, there's that real thing. It's, it's, I don't remember the name of it. Like, it's like savior syndrome or something yes. yeah. where someone saves you and it, you can, you have very, very strong feelings towards that people and they're real and they're valid, but because they're so strong, you confuse them for love or attraction right. when it's, that's not actually what it is. And that and could her, have been mm-hmm. what was happening at first. Yeah. And I think maybe even more so in his case, since he's never, I don't think he's ever had anyone show him that sort of like care that they would like risk their own life for him. Yeah. Um, so I the, think he was just confused for sure. The look on his face when they carried him out of the building was so heartbreaking to me oh, because you could yeah. just tell that he was like, why would she do that for me? Why yeah. did she, like, I'm getting emotional thinking about it because he just, he was, it felt like he was devastated that she did that for him. Like he didn't think he was worth the time. So why even bother? But she did it anyway. And he was that compiled with fear over her dying just for him. And just, oh my gosh, it, mm-hmm. yep. he did well this week. Although the, the, on the rooftop, I was like, when he was like, pull her up, pull her up. And Gallo was like, what is the matter with you? It's yeah. her choice. It's not yours. You're not the Lieutenant. Knock it off. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm glad, but I'm glad that Gala was the one up there because Gala is the only one who could have gotten through to Carter in that moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. No, I, Carver. I, I just I keep calling him Carter. I just realized his name's Carver. Right? Carver. Okay, yeah. I just called him Carter like five times. Close. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I'm glad, and I'm glad that like you know I think between like Gallo telling Kelly that like you know Carver's been acting a little strange too, and so Kelly like kind of pushes which i thought was hilarious when stella was like we're not going to hold hands and sing songs and he was like good because if he touches your hand he's a dead man and i was like there we go there we go i Um, loved it i'm sorry how can you not love kelly severide like you're just such a good man no i totally agree and we all know he's not my favorite by any means but i i will not sit here and say anything bad about him i don't have anything to say there so i i love him Mm -hmm. um but they're taught molly's was really it was really it was really good and I, I'm glad we finally got a little bit of the answers of like Car- Carver's past and like why he's been you know what he's lied about and how traumatic was that I was just like oh my gosh like no wonder yeah. this man is broken like full. yeah and he was even gracious to his parents because he gave an excuse for why they wouldn't believe him mm-hmm. they should have looked into this more like that's your yes. responsibility as a parent yeah I would yeah. be I would be ticked if I was him but he even said no one wants to believe that kind of crazy. And so he like he was even being gracious to why his parents didn't believe him. Yeah. But it's kind of why he goes off the rails all the time because, well, what's the point? People are going to think the worst of me anyway. People are mm-hmm. going to think I'm a liar anyway. So 
might not be why live up to any other standard yeah Yeah. i get it yeah so that was nice and i was glad to see it and i was glad to see that i think i'm right about carper (laughs) that he's one of the good ones so i was a little the one thing i was sad about and it's not even a bad thing but how quickly they jump from that serious talk to joking. Like, I wish we would have stayed in the deep end a little bit longer. Uh, I, don't I think, think that for hit. them, for the nature of their job, for the nature of who they are, it wouldn't have. But me personally, I yeah. wanted to be in that deep end a little longer with Carver and to like dig deeper into who he that. is and why he is. It wasn't the right time. It's just that's that's how I prefer to communicate. So that's I was excited to see that. And then they're like, oh, joking. Oh, man. Yeah, I think, I mean, I think he could have that conversation with some, like him and Gallo being buddies. I think they could have gotten into a deep conversation, but Stella's not that deep of a person. She's just not. And that's what we love about her. And so it, it wasn't going to stay deep. And I, I liked that they stuck true to like the kind of relationship that they have. Yeah. No, I liked it being quick, quick and over with. <clears throat> yeah. If, if, if I feel like if they went on too far, it would, they know how to, they know how to oh, push down their feelings. I totally agree. <laughs> Healthy. I totally agree. I don't know. God, as much as I love that, you know, the, the pairing of uh, Violet and Emma that I absolutely hate. I'm like done with this <sighs> woman. Like I never want to see her on my screen ever again. I hate her. I, I honestly, absolutely hate her character. I hate. I hate her so much that I, I already didn't like the actress because I didn't like her in the Fosters. Like, okay. <laughs> but I didn't hate her. Like, I feel sorry. Like, I'm sorry to, I forget her name, whatever the actress's real name is, but I will never like you in anything. <laughs> I hate Emma Jacobs so much that I don't think I could ever enjoy a character, like <laughs> which is kudos to her because obviously she's done it so well that she will forever be a villain in my eyes. <laughs> like, she's good at it, right? In this storyline, Violet tries the whole episode essentially. <laughs> I had to laugh a little bit because the whole episode was centered on, well, with this character, these two characters on Violet getting to Emma's boss. And then at the end, she was like, I guess I did give in to her. You, you guess? <laughs> Were you unaware that that's what Bowden pointed out to you a long time ago? And, but I do think, though, that she's not giving herself a fair shake because mm-hmm. Emma is legitimately a danger yeah, she to the city. This. And yeah. she's legit. It it's even goes beyond deserving it. Like she's a da- she's an actual danger to firefighter. She's an actual danger to this institution, to the city. She's going to cause problems, and she's going to cause probably deaths in some shape or form. She is inept. She's mm-hmm. incapable, and she's completely wicked in every mm-hmm. way. So I, yeah, you might have been spurred on by your hatred for, her, but you hate her because she is hateable and she's yeah. hateable because she's an awful human being mm-hmm. and i so, think now that violet has at least said something i mean she's got to take some pressure off her shoulders i know she's not going to give up on this i know she's going to continue to look but she at least said something mm-hmm. she took action when a lot of people just would be just leave it alone by now yeah yeah she's not going to leave it alone she's going to at least try and i think that, i'm yeah. not surprised with violet she's very She's, oh, yeah. I mean, she's so 51 yeah and i do i do think that her talk with emma's boss was honestly the best result she could have hoped for because the yeah the boss he took her seriously mm-hmm. but yeah. he was also he's honest, like, like what I evidence do i have i and there's nothing i can come against her with unless i have actual evidence to come against her but i will yeah. watch out for her now because you've warned me of this i will keep yeah. an eye out for her yeah, yeah. so i thought I it think- went great but i don't think she got she was impressed <laughs> 
well, no, because she wanted her gone, like everybody else in the fandom. Yeah. But I do think I, I and I don't even think he's the one who told Emma, because I think given the nature of this and Violet telling I don't know him why he would was the target. Yeah. So Emma must just like because she's a crazy person must just stake out his office, or she has trackers on Violet. I wouldn't even put a password to put a tracker on Violet somehow. I wouldn't either. Or yeah. somebody, somebody she works with was in that building. I mean, something. Yeah. But what you I know. What I love though is when they're like going through like the text messages or whatever, or she's looking at them. And, Gallo. And, and Gallo. Gallo was like, "Do you want to help looking at those?" And I'm thinking, "Can you imagine what could be in those text messages?" Like, no, you don't want to look at those. My favorite part about that was his face as he was asking the question. Like, as to. it's coming out of his mouth, he's like, "I don't. Please say no. I don't want to yeah. do this." You know, he wanted to offer the help, but he's like, "I don't know how I can help without." <laughs> didn't he even Gallo. say, "I didn't want to do that," but I felt like I had to ask. Yeah. And him of all people, because I mean, I don't want anybody reading this, but obviously we know that there's history there and there's yeah. probably a future as well. So like this yeah. is something that you need to be reading. So oh, I hope there's no. a future. I know we part can't do it right now, but part of me doesn't want it because I like them as friends so, so, so much, but I know they'd also make it work as romantic, but yeah. I'm just really enjoying those three as good friends. Here's I really like it so much. If they go there again, it has to be in game. Permanent. Yeah. yeah. Like they have yeah. to get married and I be Belleride like level, mm-hmm. or yep. I don't want it. Yeah, and they I might agree. be getting to that level because I mean, how much longer is well, don't Taylor going to stay on fire? How much think about that? I know we don't want to think about it, but I mean, this man has been doing it for how many eleven, 11 years? Eleven. Yeah, there comes so a time Bowden. where an so actor has to. So yeah. yeah, so oh, they, I don't want to think about this, Amanda. Stop it. Okay. But you know what? Even talking about all of them are on it, but uh, Kelly is like front and center. I mean, he definitely he gets is, more yeah. material. And he's on squad, so his all of his stuff is way more intense than everybody else's. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh well, it's fine. He's going to be on there forever, just like Adam and everybody else is going to be on PD yes. forever. Like it's just. I do think that there was a little hint of how they're going to find some stuff because a Violet said she's Emma's worst enemy, but then they're talking about his. She said they already cleaned out his office i think she's gonna find contact his family and get his stuff and yeah. find something in there I that so. or i mean she's gonna screw up because when she came back first of all she said i did that favor for your friend i'm sorry tell the truth yeah that and was she a favor said, she said we were even and now we're not or whatever she, she said now we're not she's like we were even but now and then smiled so, and walked away like Ooh. so this might be a good thing like i worry a little bit about violet i worry about because Emma's crazy. So, like, I worry about, like, Gallo. I worry about everybody that surrounds her. her crazy? She's stupid. Um, She's going to mess up now. Exactly. And so this is probably good as long as we don't have something weird happen and she takes somebody with her at the end of the season because... I don't think she'll... I think she'll put somebody in the hospital, but I don't think she'll take them with her. I hope not. Because I could see something crazy, like her going after Violet and, like, Gallo, like, being the hero and that's what puts them back together. Gallo's the one I'm so- thinking please don't do that to him i can't i think gallo will have to uh, that might be we might end the season with gallo and violet being sort of a thing because i feel like gallo might be the one to save her from emma yeah because honestly that's what i thought was going to happen a long time ago with like hawkins when all this yeah. was first happening and then i decided to take him a different way so like i still feel like <laughs> well, that's a generous statement <laughs> <laughs> we went a different way with this character yeah really <laughs> Well, I those are all speculations that we have, and I hope that I, I don't think they're going to hurt anyone through Violet or through Emma. I think one thing Dick Wolf is good at is getting people what they deserve, except for like 
Hawkins, who didn't he didn't deserve that at all. <laughs> he deserved happily ever after. For the villains. The he villains was pretty good at that. giving the villains what they deserve. So I think that we'll see that. And there's another story we get from the paramedic universe that brings the whole house together and is not as bad. Yeah. As, as this oh one. Gosh. I there this I loved <laughs> Brett bringing in that baby box. It was like so like I liked seeing because that's definitely a Brett sort of thing to do to to make you know be innovative and do different things here to mm-hmm. change but also had lots of funny scenes to go along with it um <laughs> like when the, stared at her when everything came in yeah and i mean like here she's like is anyone gonna help me and like no one's gonna help her put it together but she's like it's for abandoned babies and they're all like, <laughs> oh, <laughs> <you know? laughs> and then cap with his sandwich in the box which oh my gosh she was so mad at him i mean probably over the top mad but i still support no it. Like, fine it was like, not over the top man because no one no. took her seriously and she's sick of it I know. Yeah. And I loved how poor, poor Cap, though, he's like, you're right, that was terrible. And he still did the sandwich out of the trash. <laughs> I need so much more of Cap. I know. I know. I love Cap so much. I love him. I, I love was him. like, I felt like I was being scolded too <laughs> when he was being. I was like, oh. I was like, sweet, <laughs> it's still warm. <laughs> you put it in a warmer what do you mean why are you surprised well, he got notified immediately right. <laughs> like when the Everyone alarm did. goes off and she runs in there and she looks right to herman like, what i was over here the whole time well you know if someone was gonna unplug it it was gonna be herman, herman. herman. yeah, yeah. <laughs> for sure for sure it's set to loud the only thing that I, I i don't know how i felt her talk with goodwin great talk very foreshadowy in some way i don't know foreshadowy of what but i don't know it felt like a promise was being made somewhere there Uh uh-huh i don't know i was like is she gonna try to like convince brett to like go to medical school or something i don't think think that's it though i can't i don't know what the point of that scene was there's definitely a point they wouldn't have had sharon come over a crossover if it wasn't i mean very important to the, the i agree with that but maybe it's something like jack dayton has a program that she could join and she's gonna be sent off that way because brett hasn't seemed really very happy no at 51 so i don't know if that's foreshadowing that she's about to go away and some other pro- medical program or go to other cities like stella did with girls on fire maybe they're gonna send her off i don't know but it didn't feel right i will say though too that go ahead jeanette what were you gonna say no i mean same thing like i i got a little girls on fire type vibe with it and i don't know but, what that means because yeah, i don't either but the city of chicago the fire department of chicago like the real fire department of chicago was actually kind of upset about the storyline because really? they felt like it was misleading to the public because they don't actually do this oh. and so they felt so if you live in that area they do have a safe haven law but you have to turn your baby over to a person they don't, you don't have to give them your information. You don't have to answer any questions. You can just hand your baby to a person, but you can't just drop it somewhere. There is no box you can put it in. You can't just leave it on their doorstep. You have to actually give it to a person that's part of the law, but you can, anyone can do it with it. I think it's the baby has to be 30 weeks or under mm-hmm. and you can do that. But they were, they released a statement saying that they felt like it would cause too much confusion and people would see the show expecting, oh, sweet. I can just leave this on the doorstep of a fire station because they had that line in there about how many babies are left on our doorstep all the time. So I think that that's what they were upset about. I yeah. think that they need to recognize that the show is fiction. 
But I think that a lot of people, as with the Dan Scott story, a lot of people don't separate fact and fiction easily. No, and they especially really don't. not desperate people. So if you are in that area, know that no Chicago fire station has this kind of equipment well, and you are not supposed to leave them on the step. You can no questions asked. You, you can give no information. You don't even have to say a single word, but you can bring your baby there. It just, you just have to give it to someone who's in the fire station. You just, you have to even physically give it to someone. There's so many more um, places that you can drop your baby off um, as a safe haven in just Illinois? fire stations. No, and this can be like nationwide. There's, I, th- I think, there's they, many other locations. They said that there was two states who had the same safe haven laws as Illinois did. I don't remember what the other state is, but they said there were two states that had the same law. So I think the laws differ from state to state. So check your yeah, state. Definitely statutes. check your state laws. Mm-hmm. I know, I know Texas because I've been here. So I think that next week. Uh, we have to see a little bit more, at least, of Goodwin and Brett because of how they left it. Like they can't, right? They can't unanswer, not answer that question, right? Yeah. They, they're not that mean. Yeah. So they've got to answer it so. somewhere. But the preview didn't show any of it. What the preview showed was Severide with OFI, and it was the guy saying, "You're going to help us take down the corrupt head of OFI." I thought he was a good guy. Yeah, I don't like this because I like that guy that runs yes. OFI yeah he seemed decent he seemed to truly want to solve these crimes he even allowed severed to go back and solve crimes that had already been solved in the right way so i i don't like it at all and maybe that's what severide will find maybe he will fight to prove that this guy is not corrupt and like you know maybe it's emma i bet it is emma Blame it on emma yeah something right i I, think this whole thing will get rid of emma this is going to be the start of them getting rid of emma in a the way they're supposed to yeah, in a proper I just, way. I don't think there's any way that we are so wrong about this OFI guy. I've yet. never had any sort of no like, thought I haven't about no. him being like this that. has to be Emma attacking from a side from the side. But yeah. why would she attack? I don't know. Just because if she can get Severide out of there and she can get that house vulnerable to other things, then she can tie him up that mm-hmm. way and get rid of them. Because I mean, she doesn't care how she doesn't have to hurt Violet directly. She just has to hurt the house. That's her family. Yeah, that's true. And Severide's kind of the head of that house, so. Mm-hmm. But I mean, we'll see. About that. That's the only thing I can come up with, honestly, because yeah. that head of all, there's no way the head of all five is corrupt. There's no way. I don't think so. I'll be shocked. I don't think so. I really don't think so. That's, Everything we see. If, if so, I'll be decent. Yeah, I'll be really yeah. shocked. Yeah. Yeah. I will. Okay, I guess that's a way to shock me. <laughs> I was going to say, I'll do something crazy if he is, but I can't think of anything crazy that I'd be willing to do if I happen to be wrong. Shave your head. <laughs> no, she's like that will never again be something I will bet. Not ever. So I, I as always, what we end every preview saying, and I was just editing a podcast the other day where it said, "We'll see." In every preview, we say that. I don't know why we say that because everybody knows that we don't actually have the answers and we're just guessing and fabricating things. So yeah. we'll see. We'll see. Make it make sense. PD was fantastic this week because it was a ruzek episode no it was a torres episode it was a ruzek and torres episode i think i might love torres as much as ruzek i think they're on the same level oh i love him more more. nope Uh, he he might be edging out ruzek a little bit he is not because oh he's so pretty and beautiful but i freaking love his character 
because I don't I think he's, love him. I think he is pretty, but he's not like that's not my reasoning no. on him because no. he seems so young for me. Like I'm not into yeah. it. But it's solely his character and who he is at home. I, I did have the thought. Now I didn't say he was up there with Ruzek, but I had the thought watching it, and I was going to tell you all that poor Kevin. Take, he's taken my number three spot i'm sorry because he's not going to be burzak like ever no one ever Where was kevin this week well i mean <laughs> Ruzak, like tapped him like as he walked out with torres and he almost looked a little sad it's like you know he took his buddy i was supposed <laughs> to be his buddy you know like on both <laughs> counts really i think adam's really taking him under his wing and i i'm actually really enjoying watching adam and torres they're my together. favorite pair i love them together mm-hmm yeah no i loved it and I, I think and i don't know why this popped in my head because like jeanette's trying to justify ruzek with anybody other than kim <laughs> i'm okay actually i'm okay with them not like being partners because i okay. i just want to see them partners in real life i don't care if they're partners in the station but like <laughs> when you remember when adam came on he had al to sort of take him under his wing and he was like mm-hmm. his mentor and it's nice to see like ruzek kind of giving that back mm-hmm. even though i mean he's nothing like al it's not in the same way i mean al would have never taken ruzek to like a poker game with the guys but like he's still like teaching him like how to do things and he's got his back and he's there for him and so i i, I really just enjoyed that parallel i guess i don't know the, mm-hmm. it's good to know other cops that's something that ruzek got from al yeah that one of the first episodes we saw al was teaching him about that yeah yes i, I think true. it was a total call back to yeah that that's how i felt when i good. watched. i was, I was wondering like, if it was just me i was like oh, no no me. no i was too i don't know i mean i don't know who else did but i but noticed I loved, that <laughs> i loved the whole like i mean i don't i do love dante i think he's great even when he's sitting there listening to all those guys and you can tell he's just completely so like uncomfortable <laughs> so uncomfortable and i mean it's probably like also like adam you gotta think like yes it's good to know other cops but this guy's like what is dante like 25 maybe i feel like he's really young he's a baby and like these guys are like i mean this isn't even adam's probably i mean adam's 40 like he's old to poor dante you know he's 40 i think he's 40 if he's not 40 he's close to it maybe not in the show al picked him from the academy Academy. he really went to the academy at 30 Mm, and he didn't true. know what a typewriter is or a Rolodex. So maybe he's 35, but he's still like I think he's in his late 20s, early 30s. Yeah, oh, I, think I think he's, he's meant I, at least I think he's meant to be in his early 30s, if not 30. I think that's what he's meant to to appear as. That's, but yeah, that's the feeling that's I get. solely off of the conversation he had with Al when Al was like typing things up and Adam's like, what is that? That's what what's a Rolodex? What is that? I'm 33 and I know what a Rolodex is. Yeah, and I'm 40 and I know what a Rolodex is and what a typewriter is. So I don't think he's meant to be on our Mm -hmm. end. He is in real life for sure, but I don't think he's meant to be our age in the show. I want to know if I figure out, but we'll figure it out in a little bit. Even like, I mean, I could tell that that guy they were playing poker with was going to be bad news, like off jump when he was like, so why did you become a cop? Or even when he also, what did he say? Are you from the West side? And he was like, Pilsen like you know i don't know you could just feel that there was just like little jabs at tante already from this yeah. guy yep you just um, called him tante tante well i just i don't know what i said dante. tante tante there we go that's what we're gonna call him but also you know adam being adam he's you know even when dante's ready to leave he's like no man i drove you you're my guest let me let me get my stuff like he wouldn't let him leave without like him and I thought that was, you know, it was good. I'd say I had him for you. I know. 
I know. I love that. One of the reasons that I like Dante so much is because he is righteous in his, in his, the way he polices, but it's because mm-hmm. of compassion and the calling that he has on his life. And that's the makings of a great cop. And I think that's why I like Dante so much because yeah. Jay was righteous out of obligation and out of duty. But I feel like Dante is righteous because of compassion and a calling that he has to do this work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that's the difference. I almost, <laughs> I had the thought while I was watching this. He's a better Jay. Yeah, he is. He really is. I think he, I honestly feel I like the show better. I'm having an easier time actually watching it. Mm-hmm. Like now I that love, Dante came in. I love Jesse yeah. Lee Sofer. I do. I do too. I, his character was a little boring for me and Dante is not it was, boring. And I he's don't fun think to he watch. was at first. I think no, Jerry slowly got yeah. boring. Because yeah. at the end, it was all about him fighting against Voight. And mm-hmm. I, I know. And I that think just once you come against like Voight for me, it's like, yeah. You're not as fun anymore. <laughs> yeah. Because watch I've been watching earlier seasons and I was like, man, I love Jache. Like, <laughs> yeah. He just slowly kind of drifted for me. So, yeah. And it, I it was because he went for Voight and we're all, I think that's really because Voight I'm fans. loyal yeah. to Voight. Yeah. yeah. More than I'm we loyal. Are. If I had to choose between Jay and Voight, I'm choosing Voight. Yes. Same. Probably because I wouldn't want to die. But I still, think there's I only maybe Voight. two or three people on the show that Which I would Jay? put before Voight. <laughs> oh, okay two maybe and i think i think with these two with this pairing the reason i like it so much is because a they're fun to watch them work together Mm -hmm. watch ruzik and tours this episode it was fun to watch them together it was i did all i could see then was that adam is left-handed by the way because you put it out last time so that's all every time i saw it yeah differently than everybody else it's so hot i I didn't really notice it before but you're like i don't know if you all noticed but adam's left-handed so that's all i could see when he was on the screen holding his gun was Oh, he is. Look at that. Yes, there he is. <laughs> I just looked it up. Adam was born in 89. It's supposedly what the character was. Oh, so, so he's, he's 33. So. So we were right. Young 30s. He should have known what a early Rolodex 30s. was in a typewriter. Said, though. That was late 20s. So, you know. I said late I 20s, said, early 30s. I said early 30s, 30s, if not 30. Okay. So I still maintain that. Well, he's getting ready to be 34, which is probably closer to my 35 that I said second. So, (laughs) okay. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. But all that really matters is Maureen came in first. Okay. All that matters. (laughs) I do think that we can kind of see as we go into Burkowski that Dante had to learn Adam had his back because Adam asked the question at one point, did you think I wouldn't have your back? And Dante was honest. I I didn't. And he would find out. Yeah. Why would he at the time? Because I exactly. got it. Admit, Adam's when when Dante first starts telling him stuff, his first interaction, I was like, Adam, like you're the way you're coming at this conversation at first was upsetting me. And then he like kind of reeled it back in. I'm like, okay, Yeah, we're good. But at first I was like, Adam, you're really out of touch with what he's <laughs> trying to explain to you right now. Like, yeah. but I was proud of where we got yeah. by the end of it. So it was fine. But I think that's why we love Adam so much too, is because if you're in Adam's unit, and he said this to other people in the unit before, if you're in his unit, he's for you. He's on your team. He's on your side, your family. That's it. That he yeah, needs he- to know nothing else other than you are part of his unit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And sure. I I like what he said. No, we are going to go investigate. And then we are going to figure out what we're going to do. Right. Yep. And I, I think we need that. And Burkowski, just to give a little background on him, he worked, I couldn't remember what other unit he worked in, but he works in another, is it the gang unit? 
It's not the gang unit, is it? No, it wasn't gangs. It was just, uh, what did he say? Because I could not remember. But I knew it wasn't gang. I knew it wasn't narcotics, but he's in a different unit. And that's how robbery? they know him. Maybe? Maybe robbery, robbery and homicide? Because he would be in, the, he seems like he was in the pawn shop a lot. Yeah, yeah probably that would be robbery. What I hated is when he walked in there and he was like, well, I'm not giving this case. I'm about to win a flat screen TV. Are you uh, serious right now? Yeah. That, that right there should tell you he's a bad cop. They're I did not like this it. guy from the first time <laughs> I laid eyes on him. I was like, no. oh, no. And he continuously peeved me off. Can you imagine if in Voight's unit, we tried to like, like give away a, a uh, you know, like flat screen TV for the best who closes the most cases? He would have no part of that. Like, there's no way. That's not what this is about. Team effort. I kind of do want this guy to go and be transferred into Voight's unit, though, just to have Voight have his way with him. <laughs> because I feel like Voight would shoot him, him up and spit him out so fast. No, see, I want him to get caught being bad and then Voight have to put him in the, in the downstairs. <laughs> in the cage. <laughs> not the cage anymore, unfortunately. But I do, what eh. I did really like about this, too, is that Torres dug in on his hunch because Tor- if you this whole episode... Torres didn't say a whole lot. Dante didn't say a whole lot. What he, he never did does. do a whole lot was watching very, very closely mm-hmm. and that he would step in when he needed to. And I liked that everywhere Burkowski went, Torres followed mm-hmm. everywhere. Yeah. There was even one point where he's like, you can go up front with him. No, I'm good right here. And just yeah. keep following him down because he knows. So he dug in on it. He finds that he's right. 23 CIs. That's a lot of CIs. Yeah. yeah. And, 20, and like, like Adam said, and I feel like Adam was completely right. That's either a very good cop or a very, or a bad, very cop. bad cop. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's like kind of hard to know because I wonder how many CIs like Voight has. Oh my God. Probably a lot. <laughs> now, is, is that, Voight is like that old Voight number one? or is that new Voight? Because I would imagine even someone like Adam probably has a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because everyone in that unit is forceful when they need to be. And I'm sure yeah. that, you But know. when they need to be is the key word. This guy gets CIs by being mm-hmm. excessively forceful. Yeah, we can see what by I, how he pistol whipped that guy. Yeah, mm. and what I love though about Dante, I don't think Dante will do that, but I still think he will be a good enough cop that it won't matter that he won't have that he won't adapt to their style. Exactly, he'll have his own, like kind of how Jay did. Yes, and you I can agree. see that with because when Adam's like, "What you've never raised your fist to somebody?" He's like, "Of course I have." <laughs> I yeah. beat the crap out of people, but they can always hit me back. And I thought of that one episode that we all love, the end of where he beat the crap out of that bully in his mm-hmm. town or in his area. Yeah. Like, oh, that's yeah. who Torres is. But this one, and what I really, another thing I really liked about Torres in this episode was that when Burkowski was threatening him at the end and Voight was watching, Torres oh. got right up in his face and he came back. He's like, everybody's watching. You might want to step back. And then it, how did he word it? He said, this is why I wanted to become a cop. That, yes. that one. I was like, oh my, I think I cheered. I was like, yes, yes, yes. I yes. loved that. I was like, yeah, that's my guy. He got <laughs> real close to Burkowski's face when he said that too and got real low with his voice. And I just, and Voight didn't interfere. And I think the reason Voight didn't interfere when he saw cause to was he watched how Dante handled himself and yeah. realized, okay, he's, he's I don't need him to. still. Yeah. But he's I think still, that- he's still sizing him up. But no, I think that this episode, I think he saw yep. that he doesn't need to handle Torres because Torres has got this and Torres right. is going to shine in that. And I think that, I think that's why, because even when Hank walked away, he kind of went, like raised his eyebrows and shook his head a little bit like, nah, he's got yeah. this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But even though Torres had reservations, they still had to work with Burkowski on this 
horrible case. Horrible this case. Storyline broke me, man. <gasps> I I feel like Dick Wolf has just decided that he is gonna make PD like SVU. Because all of a sudden <laughs> a these cases are like they're on a new level that they use. I mean, every once in a while, traumatizing thrown in there that was like really terrible. But like, it's been back to back to back of like these really traumatizing cases, and I'm like, yeah. oh, I don't, I don't like this. This one was bad. I mean, it makes it makes the show, I guess, like more exciting to watch. It's a formula that he's seen but, has worked. Yes, and you know yeah. what? If that keeps <clears throat> if that keeps Adam Ruzek on my screen for twenty years, then cool. Like, go for it. It's fine. <laughs> I don't know. There, this one was very hard. I just, I didn't expect him. I guess to walk in the room and see her like laying on the bed like that. That was, I couldn't imagine. Yeah, walking in on that and having yeah. to deal with it, but torres oh my that's what gosh, I was the way he say. handled it phenomenal i fell i fell off a cliff it, right into a bucket of love he he did oh. everything right i mean i think and that's what i mean even though the scene was disgusting and really hard to watch like it was needed for us to see exactly i mean just how patient and mm-hmm. how calm and i mean did you notice i mean instantly he covered her up that was the very first thing he did yes and you know not i mean not just him but i mean i think adam as well watching how frustrated he was trying to get the guy because he knew that that husband really needed to get to her i just think like i mean everyone in this unit is just so compassionate and in tune with like these victims and these people that Mm -hmm. they're like solving the cases for i mean it was just it was perfection even though it was disgusting so uh, i mean i still really loved the scene exactly it was it was seeing a side of him that we haven't been introduced to very much i mean right. we're, we're still getting to know torres we don't yeah we don't have a very close relationship with him yet i think we're getting there very quickly yeah i think they're doing a great job at that they're making us fall in love with him yeah there is a backstory there that i think we're gonna get too soon i hope so because he said something about how um he mentioned women in his neighborhood being raped mm-hmm. and he mentioned something about that and that was when they were in the store shop with the that pawn owner and he's like girls are getting he raped her and he was very i mean obviously that's an upsetting thing in general it doesn't even matter if you know the person finding out someone got raped is horribly traumatizing and upsetting right yes but taurus seemed to take it on a different level of pain and so i think that there is some sort of backstory there that we might be getting to soon but that's that's the great thing about him as a cop is he takes that everywhere he goes and it it influences how he how he does his job to i mean also to add insult to injury the way Brobro went in there and Burkowski that's who she means bro the way that he went in there and that during that interrogation dude Adam had it I was like flaming yeah yeah (laughs) so mad I was like you just totally screwed it up I didn't understand why he did Adam he was getting ready to tell you yes why would you go in that just it just shows you how untrained he is like, he's just i think he's you know what Voight needs to teach him the art of intimidation when it's needed like you you only use these tactics like sometimes but i yeah. think part of his goal was he just wanted to see this guy arrested so he could have another arrest under his belt so it was better yeah. for him if he didn't say yeah. anything yeah so he was trying to get him to clam up yeah 
because he cares more about his numbers than he does about the people who are actually being affected by these perpetrators. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And the look on Torres's face when that happened, that's when Kevin was like, you okay? Uh, Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm not. No, he's not okay. (laughs) No. So we figure out this is this two man crew. I figured it was, but we kind of, I I thought it was two people the way that they were, the scene was set up and everything. It makes sense to me. But when they came out shooting, I was like, ooh, we escalated. Yeah. There's too much TV in my mind. I'm like, we definitely escalated the situation. It's escalated very quickly. Yeah, It's gone from robbery to robbery and sexual assault. And then to homicide. Homicide. I mean, and and like with every single invasion, it was escalating so quickly. I was like, they got to step on it and... Mm -hmm find these guys and when the first guy they were interrogating i didn't think it was him i was like this guy he was good yeah he very very believable and we find out that he wasn't even he he not even he was the intruder but he wasn't the he wasn't the more dangerous one yeah the Mm -hmm. deviant yeah one thing too i wanted to point out that adam has been doing this job for 10 years Mm -hmm. he was so affected Mm -hmm. still by seeing how these two were executed. Yeah. He didn't, he hasn't let, and that's what I love about this intelligence team is they are deeply affected by every one of these cases, even though they've been doing this job for a decade or more, mm-hmm. they're still equally bothered every time they see senseless death. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, absolutely. With this informant that it comes to be an informant, but this guy was standing in an alleyway. As soon as we walked up to this scene, yeah. It was almost like just screaming that this was he was beaten by a cop. I mean, yes. There were like and I feel like Torres looking around was like this is it was so obvious mm-hmm. that it was a beating by a cop while he was handcuffed. Mm-hmm. Cuz I'm sorry, if you're going to get in a fight with this guy and he's going to look like that, you're going to at least have a couple of blows on your face too. Yes. I mean, it's like, not like yeah. this bro guy was jacked or big or anything. No. I mean, he would have gotten his butt beat. Fell, he said he fell down the stairs and even I, who am like, I'm not a cop. I looked over the steps and I'm like, there's no blood on the stairs. Like he clearly yeah. didn't fall down the stairs. Like that didn't happen. Why was he all the way over here? Exactly. And then you were arrested him when he looked like that? facing his feet were facing the wrong way he was handcuffed he had a gash yeah. in the front of his forehead it's like but he the, just started making stuff up on the fly the thing is is that torres clocked all that stuff all that stuff the moment he walked on the scene yes Which and is that's what he intelligence exactly and that's what he does you can see that on his face i think that's why they created him as a quiet character because that's what he does every time he walks into a scene is he stops yep. and he clocks everything first it's mm-hmm. almost like watching monk you remember how John I was thinking Monk? psych <laughs> that too. Monk used to do that like he'd walk yeah. in and he was just, everybody he did, would stand yeah. still and he'd have to like look yep. around yep. it's almost what it's reminding me of but they end up using this informant guy mm-hmm. to find the more dangerous of the two yeah. you know and that was another scene that I loved um with Adam and, and Torres that after you know he went to him and they ended up talking to this witness and they find out that you know they kind of have if they want to take down Burkowski, then this guy's gonna 
probably going to go back to prison for breaking his parole. And so, I mean, Adam didn't try to push him in one direction or the other. He just laid out, these are our options and, and let Dante sort of decide like which route we're going to take. I thought that was really nice. And the heartbreaking thing there was Adam said, there isn't a hundred percent right answer. And Dante said, there is, it's just the wrong result. Yeah. 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 And that was dead on. And then when he said it went fine, I laid my hand on the Bible, Bible, I swore under oath and I lied. And he was, you could tell that he was just broken. It tore him up to do that. Yes. It tore him up. Yeah. But they ended up catching the guy. Yay. Woohoo. And he said, when Torres said, and there's still a bad cop. And Adam said, yeah, for now. And that fire in Adam, I think, is going to be ignited by Torres. And I cannot wait mm-hmm. to see Adam start to fight this guy. Because we watched Voight do it with a couple other people. Yeah. And I think now yeah. we're going to get to watch. Because Adam and Voight are, I mean, Voight loves Adam. And Adam yeah. would do anything for Voight. And I think we're going to watch Adam start to come up in that mm-hmm. same sort of, but be a better cop than Voight was. Because I don't think he's as, I don't think he's as tainted as Voight was. No. See, no. But we're going to see getting... Torres and Adam, I think, fight and fire each other up to take this guy down. And I can't wait to see him be taken down. Yeah. Does anybody else get the feeling that Voight slowly, he might not be there too much longer because we're seeing a lot less of him. And I feel like that's what they do whenever they're going to start. They know a character is going to be leaving. They, we, they will start doing that. And he's been in less, maybe because I don't know if it's the break we've taken. Yeah. But I've also just seen so much less. I'm assuming that, I mean, the actor himself probably doesn't want to do this field work anymore i mean like you know i mean i think he probably doesn't but then what happens like i mean obviously we've got to promote so would Haley take over because i don't want someone new to come in no i know i think he he would train up adam to take over well, i don't think, I don't think he'll leave though i think he'll take an in-house he'll keep the same position but he'll be more in-house yeah. if they do that i think yeah i don't know because, i don't know if he can because i think adam he can Kevin, and Kim are not even like at the same rank. I mean, Haley's the only one that ranks above them. So mm-hmm. if, if someone did, it would have to be her. Yeah. And I don't think they'll do that for a while. I think Jason Becky will stay on the show yeah. in his role, but we'll just see, we won't see him in the field as much because I was thinking that too, when I saw this episode of, wow, what's on this a lot. But then if I think back to the case, we just closed in the winter for your fall finale, he was all up in that case. But he hadn't been. Cause I remember mentioning like, that was the first time we had seen mm-hmm. Boyd in the field yeah in a very long time yeah so i think he's just doing less and less and i think it has to do with the actor more than the character but it's just they're pulling up but i think the other reason is too is because there's very few characters like this pd has the fewest of characters that are mains than the other two pete chicago shows so there's only if they want us to focus on and i think that's why they've taken it the other thing too is that this whole season all what 10 episodes so far 11 10 episodes mm-hmm. has been character focused they've focused on a different character every week and mm-hmm. they hit the focus so i think they're pulling some of the older ones back not to discontinue them necessarily yeah. but because they want us to focus on these other characters and their development yeah because yep. yeah. we are seeing a lot more of those episodes lately rather than mm-hmm. void heavy yeah which is fine but i mean yeah. i kind of I don't know. I like a character-centric episode every once in a while, but I want an ensemble. I want some more mm-hmm. ensemble episodes. I feel yeah. like less and less of those. But I think they're doing it this way this year because there's been so much turnover and change this year. Yes, I just. I don't think it'll continue. I think that they're just 
setting up Dante, mm-hmm. preparing Haley, taking away Jade. I think they're just setting the pieces so yeah. we can go back to an ensemble the way we were before. Yeah. I really think that's the only reason why. Yeah. But we do get another character-centric episode next week. Yes. We do. Uh, okay, Kevin is my number three spot because I love Adam and Taurus so much. But I love Kevin still. Like, it's not that... Oh, I love Kevin less. It's I, I genuinely love Kevin. He's like fifth so, for me, I think. We'll see, like... Kevin may, I mean, if we're having a Kevin-centric episode, he may take back the third spot after next week. I don't know. We'll see what happens. He like, could. I mean, because I like, I mean, like we know, my, my number one and number two, which is really just tie for number one, is set. Everyone mm-hmm. else kind of flip-flops. I don't know. You're going to talk. Torres and Adam are one and two, and they kind of go back and forth to me while I'm watching. Yep. Voight is my other guy. He has been since season yeah. two probably i wouldn't say from the beginning because <laughs> i, I came know. in watching pd hating him because i had watched fire first pd is the hardest one for me to like rank the people uh past yeah. one two like hard. because i love them all like, i have a harder time with fire oh not me competing no, i them. can like i can like leave half of them off and i don't pd I mean, is the one that me. i it's they're all like i love that i do love some some more than others but i love every single character on pd so much it's hard for me to separate them but mm-hmm. i do remember when i first started watching pd i was messaging in the chat is he really gonna kill that guy wait is that <laughs> a bad guy wait am i supposed to like void now we're like put him in the cage yes. <laughs> we did throw mention- him in that river exactly. we didn't mention trudy Oh, oh, her little moment with Dante was yes. the absolute best. How See, she, she even loves Dante. So, but it's because Trudy can recognize a good cop. Trudy yeah. can recognize someone who is genuinely doing their job for the sake of doing their job. And so, when he, I think that she wasn't expecting the response when she said, "Is there a reason you can't do it upstairs?" And he very seriously went, "Yes." And as and soon as she was like, that, okay, though, "I'll do it." Yeah. But she also told him to be careful, which mm-hmm. I like that too. Like she knows, like you gotta, you gotta tread lightly on these things. Well, she, I think she also instantly recognized the kind of cop he was, was he's not going to put up with any dirtiness. He's not going to, he's going to take anyone down. Who's going to be a bad, dirty cop. Mm-hmm. And that's, yeah. that's dangerous in that yes. environment. Next week's well, preview. <laughs> Next week's preview, Kevin, we finally hear something about his parents after. And it, is that crazy that it's been 10 years and we don't know anything about his parents? And I've wondered this forever because he had custody of his brother and yes. sister. And we never yeah. heard, they anything. never told us why. I just kind of assumed that they were like, he came from like a very broken home with like no I dad. They and were like, dead. <laughs> like, yeah, scared, scared me. the crap out of me. <laughs> <Scared> me <fish. laughs> I didn't even know you got in there. Like, okay. Look, the dog back <laughs> here. <He's laughs> They're popping up everywhere. <laughs> oh, okay. I got to pee. Let's hurry up. Okay. Okay. So next week we see that um Kevin is at a funeral and he sees his dad. I don't I don't remember fully because I watched it a couple days ago, but uh he says my dad's not a drug dealer or gangbanger or something like that. And Voight's like, Are you sure? And then he shows up at his dad's apartment doing the side eye thing. So I think that uh <laughs> we're gonna get backstory for sure. But he mm-hmm. seemed to know enough about his dad to say he's not involved in that. But he said it was such certainty that either it's, I don't want my dad to be involved in that, or no, so I know enough your, of him that I know. Like, where's he been for 10 years? Like, this is so strange. I'm really intrigued by this episode. I want to know. Yeah. yeah. About I need because to know what's going on. I kind of just assumed both of his parents were dead. I thought I did too. Dead. Yeah. 
So I wonder if maybe his prison, mom is now dead because something. of his dad and his dad just got out of prison, maybe? Like, I don't, no, I don't know, something. Yeah. That so was weird. We say the same things <laughs> over and over again, but okay. So I think that um, because his apartment was right there in the city because kevin went there so i i'm i'm excited i am looking forward to the ensemble episodes again because i do miss watching them. like when they all crash something together is like those are my favorite scenes to watch because there's so many different pieces to watch i don't know where to look i'm like oh my they're focus here, yeah they're yeah yeah but yeah. i do like i think that this is what this whole season has been about all season 10 so far is getting the backstory and the characters that we've never had i mean again 10 years we hadn't had this information and now we're getting it so i think that this is going to be good i think it's going to bring us closer to kevin because i think too often much too often kevin is a background character and he shouldn't be he should be more up front and i'm looking forward to it so tune Mm -hmm. in that is coming next wednesday it starts at 7 central 8 eastern you'll get med first followed by pd followed by uh or med followed by fire followed by pd although i did hear something was it shared in our group that they're thinking about taking away that last time slot and Uh giving it over to local channels so they might have pd in a different night i read an article about that that they're thinking about giving that the nine to ten spot to local channels and then why not um, just start an hour earlier don't know (laughs) maybe they will Maybe that's what they're going to do. Yeah. Start at six and six instead of seven. I don't know. But there was talk of that. So for now, it starts at seven. You get all three shows right. Seven, eight, seven central. So you'll get them all right there. It's on NBC. Tune into that. Check out our Facebook group, One Chicago Chicago Family Fan Club. We do have a 36-hour spoiler ban up after every episode. So if you find that you cannot hold it in, we're lucky enough to have our group chat that we all, all of us who watch the show podcast. spoiler threads, though. So you can I know. definitely, yeah. That's what I was getting ready to say, that if you can't hold it in and you need to get it out on our spoiler thread that we have every week that we put out, all of the comments right there, check it out, start talking, rehashing. It'll be good for your soul to get it out. So check that out. What? Not this week, but next week, 200th episode. Do y'all know oh, what's yeah. on the 200th episode? Um, filming at the Burzak house. And that's where we had our Burzak family photo that I sent to the group chat. So oh, yeah. Yeah. Very excited for that week. Yay! All right, so check out those things. And next week, we'll be back with our One Chicago episode. We have two more resident episodes left to give you. And then we're going to switch over to 911 Lone Star in Chicago. So you'll get those two episodes every week. We've got some Netflix episodes that we're hoping to get out to you in the next month or so. All about uh, some new shows that are going on there. So stay tuned for that. We'll see you next week. Bye, guys. Bye. Loving our content? Subscribe to our YouTube channel and don't forget to share our podcast with your family and friends. We want to continue the conversation with you. You can find us on Instagram, Twitter, or TikTok under Fandom Family Chats or one of our ever-growing Facebook groups by searching Family Fan Club. We've also launched a website, Family Fan Club 2021 at Wixsite.com. You can email us there and keep checking it for announcements and merch coming soon. And of course, be sure to tune in every week for new episodes discussing all your favorite shows.